0: Hello, and welcome back to Put Me On Speaker podcast with your host, Ellen Percy. You guys, these past few weeks have been so crazy for me, so hectic, so emotional, Um, so many things happening, and I'm sure you guys feel it too, especially with the shifts that have been happening in the universe right now and what's been going on with everyone. Um, So... I definitely don't think I'm alone on that. I think that we're all going through our stuff, our things right now. Um, and just to brief you guys on what's been going on with me, um, I've recently had two deaths in the family. It's been pretty hard on everyone um, in my family. And then um, just a bunch of other crazy things hectic things like one after another and i feel like just let me have a break just let me catch my breath for one moment um and i don't know if any of you guys feel like that sometimes where the universe just keeps like throwing it at you all at once just like keep keeps handing it to you i think it's really hard to deal with um but I think we can always hold space for ourselves and, and um, you know, allow ourselves the time to recover, but then also knowing that we have to move forward. We can't stop everything for, for certain things that happen in our life. We can't um, not keep living ours. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep going and we can hold space for ourselves. We can allow ourselves time to grieve or take a break from all of our hectic lives. But at the same time, we need to know that things have to move forward one way or another. Um, so not allowing that break to turn into something where you're almost abusing the time that you are letting yourself Rest because I think a lot of people can do that. Um, and I'm one of those people that just wants to move forward. So I think there's kind of a happy medium um, where you allow yourself to have that time, feel your emotions, and then move forward from there. There's a good balance between that. Um, and as far as today's episode goes, I just wanted to talk to you guys about. 20 things that I've learned as someone in their 20s. So let's get into it. Number one is to be present in all of your interactions. People will notice when you remember details about them. If you remember their name, if you remember their dog's name, if you ask about how their dog is doing and how the event went that they told you about last time they talked to you, people are going to remember that and be, and people are going to feel special that you engaged with them in that way. And I think that's just such a great way to grow connection and grow friendships um, is by truly staying present in your interactions and trying to remember the things that they tell you. So that next time you see them, um, you're just building that connection and you're, your, uh, building a deeper friendship with them and, and that connection is growing. Um, it, it's really important to people whether we really acknowledge that as a, as a society or not. We like when people remember things that, that they we told them and it makes us feel special um, that somebody remembered that and somebody acknowledged that and somebody was paying that close attention to us and uh, it makes us feel special and acknowledged, and heard, which is really hard to feel nowadays. So uh, number two is to stand up for yourself, because nobody else will. You have to be your own best friend, and you have to be the person that your little self always needed. I think that's kind of who we grow into, is is the person that we needed when we were younger but we never had and so i think to really stand up for yourself and to hold space for your younger self and your younger you and allow yourself to heal um is really important and i think the ways that we can do that is by is by actively standing up for ourselves in our everyday lives um and and just become that person that we always needed and what would what would little ellen need right now what would she what kind of person would she need to be in her life and what kinds of things would that person say to other people if they were um not being nice you know okay and number three um, write things down. <laughs> I feel like this one's pretty self-explanatory, but I will forget if I don't write things down. And it's so easy for all of us in our busy lives to just go about with uh, whatever we're doing and just forget things and forget that we made plans and forget that we have things going on. So write things down before... It- Before that thought passes your mind or before you completely forget about something, um, write it down. Number four, take care of yourself before you take care of others. It's the same concept as filling your cup before you fill someone else's. Because if you're not taken care of, how can you take care of someone else? If you're not happy in your life and you're not situated, then how are you going to pour into someone else's cup and try to make them happier or try to do things for them when you haven't done things on your own. Um, And then I think that can even cause resentment later on because you're trying to do something for someone else that you wouldn't do for yourself. And that can lead us to a very unhappy place. So make sure that you're okay before you try to help someone else or before you try to go out of your way to make sure that. That someone else is situated in their life. And also you need to make sure that you have the emotional capacity. If it's something, whether it's physical, emotional, it doesn't matter. Um, if you can't hold space for someone and it's sometimes you need to set the boundary of being like, you know what, I can't right now. Um, And that's okay. It's completely okay to set that boundary and be like, I can't take on um, what you have to tell me because I'm dealing with a lot on my own right now. And it's also okay to be like, I'm sorry, but I'm not physically able to help you um, because I I need to do this for myself. And that's not being selfish at all. That's filling your cup before you're filling someone else's. Because if you have nothing left in your cup, you're going to be very unhappy. You're going to be resentful. And it's not going to be helping anyone at that point. Number five is to buy something that is more expensive, that is a higher quality and higher in value than to keep rebuying the same crappy things that are going to break, that are not going to last for a long time. Um, This goes for clothes. This goes for electronics. This is whatever... um, Whatever you're purchasing should be of a higher caliber so that you're not continually wasting your money. Um, because at the end of the day, you might be like, oh, but it's, it's so cheap. Like, it doesn't matter if I have to buy it again. At the end of the day, it, it does. Because if you have to keep rebuying it because of how poor quality it is, it's actually going to be ex- more expensive than if you would have just, like, bit down and bought the expensive option that's actually going to last you. And that's actually worth it. Now I'm not saying go spend your money on it like luxuries that really don't matter and, um, are just going to end up wasting your money altogether. But, uh, if you're going to be purchasing something anyways, purchase for the quality, not the price. Number six, not only is no a great answer, but it is also a complete sentence. I don't feel like I have to elaborate on that one. Um, no means no. And it's okay to tell people no. I think the people pleaser in me has always been like, oh, I'll just say yes to everything. I'll say yes to everything. And then if I really can't do it later on, then I'll like let them know or I'll bail. But I also hate bailing. Um It literally kills me too. And I only do it if I have to. Um, But it's better just to say no and to be honest upfront than to say yes to everything and then end up bailing later or say yes to everything, overcommit yourself. And then all of a sudden you have no energy and you're just done. And also it's okay to just say no when people are asking you things like... If you don't want to talk about something, if you don't want to do something, no is completely okay. You don't have to please people. No is a great answer to something. And you don't need an excuse for why you're saying no either, because you make your decisions and nobody should be questioning that. Okay, so seven, heartbreaks. Don't get easier. I think that you get stronger. I think that you get better at handling those situations. Um, you gain more knowledge on what to do and how to handle it and how you process, you learn more about yourself, uh, the more you get your heart broken. And then through that learning process, It may get easier in the way of, okay, this works for me. This is going to make me feel better. I need to do this. This is um, something that I know for a fact is going to help me, right? Like you get insight and knowledge and you build your, your strength on how to overcome challenges as we do with everything. But it doesn't mean that The more you get your heart broken, the easier the heartbreaks are going to get because it's not the case and it's not true and it's going to hurt just as bad, but you're going to get stronger and you're going to get better at dealing with it. And that's the truth. Number eight, you always want what you don't have. And the sad part is businesses and companies make money off of it. They make money off of your insecurities. If you don't have curly hair, you want curly hair. If you have curly hair, you hate your curly hair and you want to have it straightened all the time. And the thing is, you're never going to win and you're never going to naturally have what you want because that's not how we're designed and that's also not how people make money and that's not how society works, so you're always going to seek after something that you don't already have, which creates deep sadness within ourselves, and we're not able to build confidence off of that. And how you're going to start building that confidence and that security with yourself and start loving yourself is you have to love the things that that maybe you you don't like about yourself or that you wish um, you could swap or exchange something for um, the people that acknowledge that maybe they struggled with wanting something that they didn't have and now they embrace it are so powerful they're the most powerful human beings because you see them and you're like wow like you really owned the fact that you have curly hair like you leave it Exactly how it is, and exactly how it curls every day. And that doesn't mean like they don't put product, of course, like they're gonna accentuate their features just as anyone else, but they're happy with themselves and they're confident in what they do have, and they're thankful for what they do have because not everybody has it, and not everybody is you, and not everybody has the features that you have. And if it makes you feel any better, somebody's probably dying for your hair somebody's like dying to have your color eyes. I, I always think like, oh, my eyes are so boring. Like my eyes are brown. And I've met so many people that are like, oh my gosh, I die to have your eyes. I die to have like dark eyes. I've always wanted dark eyes. And I'm like, what the hell? Like you have green eyes. You know how rare you are? Like you have blue eyes. You know how beautiful that is? Like I would, I would die to have that, you know, but they're saying the same thing to me. And so I think if it helps to know that you have that somebody, you have something that somebody else wants and you should be so proud of that and you should be so confident in that because it's yours. You should own it. Number nine, there is no such thing as a perfect person, but there is such thing as a perfect person for you. I think that in and of itself is kind of self-explanatory. There's never going to be a perfect person. There's never going to be, oh, let me write out all of the things that a perfect person would do. Because also, if a perfect person existed, do you really think they would want you? Because you're imperfect. I'm imperfect. Everybody's imperfect. And we're, we're never going to achieve the um per the perfect stage the perfect person we're not we're never going to be that in this lifetime so um i think finding the person that imperfectly matches you and how you want to have your relationship if they can meet those expectations and standards and you're able to, um, connect in that way and know that you're good for each other, then that is your perfect person. It's not about finding the perfect person. It really is just going to be the perfect person for you. Number 10 is forgiveness has nothing to do with, the other person, or how they treated you. Forgiveness has everything to do with allowing yourself to process and release the emotions from that person or that situation. It's... It's like poisoning yourself to not forgive someone. Because at the end of the day, they don't need that forgiveness. It's mostly for you. Sometimes people need to hear that for, for their own sake. But at the end of the day, forgiveness is not about the other person, and it's not about them. It has absolutely everything to do with you letting go of that emotion. And grudges are not going to hurt them. Grudges only hurt you. So the more you hold on to that grudge, the more you make yourself angry, make yourself upset about what that person did and um, what that person did and how they made you feel, the more you fixate on it and don't release that emotion and don't release that grudge that you're holding, you're just making yourself sick, you're just making yourself upset. You are just holding in those emotions. So forgiveness is about releasing that and releasing any ties that you have and just allowing it to be what it is. And yeah, they hurt you, but that's okay because you're better and you're stronger and you can hold your own. And you also don't have to tell the person that you forgave them either for you to forgive them. You can just simply move forward with your life. And that's all it has to be. Number 11, it's never too late to start over or to try something new. I think there's such a stigma. Oh, I'm too old. I'm too old for this. Oh, if maybe if I started started that instrument when I was five, then I, then I could go pro. There are so many incredible people that do what they love and they started at a later time in life. They started in their 30s. They started in their 40s. They started mid 20s. It's not about. It's not about your age. It's about what you want to do. So don't hold yourself back from uh, doing what you love to do or doing what you want to do by saying, Oh, I'm too old for that." Oh, if maybe if I started when I was younger, then I could learn. No, it's not about that at all so it's never too late to start something new or to start over number 12 the level of respect you give yourself will determine the level of respect you receive from other people you train other people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself treat yourself the way that you want to be treated i feel like this is pretty self-explanatory But when you have a level of respect for yourself and you don't allow people into your life unless they meet that standard or they exceed it, same way as if they're not bringing the same um, quality into your life that you're already giving yourself, if they're not bringing the same quality or better, then why do they deserve to be in your life? And that also goes to you need to be treating yourself so well that you don't take BS from other people because you know your worth and you know um, your standards and you don't allow people into your life if they don't fit that and if they don't meet that. And that is completely okay. And that is a boundary that you can set with yourself. Number 13, privacy is key. The more people know, the more opportunities you are giving them to hurt you or to block your manifestations. The more information you give people, the more opinions they're going to have, the more voices they're going to give to you. Um, It's better to stay low-key, build the life that you want low-key, reach your goals low-key. And that doesn't mean that you can't share anything on social media. Of course, you can share, but It's nice to share once you already have something. It's nice to share once you're already achieving something rather than sharing the whole process and allowing other people's opinions or their voices to influence what happens um, and to influence your own opinions. And I feel like you need to be surrounded by people that are supporting you. So it's okay to um, tell selected people, but also... Um, you should still be careful and if it's not something worth talking about right now or something that is really, really important to you, sometimes you don't need to tell anyone um, and you, need to, you can keep that to yourself and work in private. Number 14, it is okay to agree, to disagree and still be friends with people or have relationships with people that have different views than you. I I see this everywhere on social media it's like yeah I I agree with um, with having friends that have different viewpoints except when it comes to this or except when it comes to this because all those exceptions they have their own views on they have their own opinions about those things it could be anything between um some political standpoint or just something that you're doing with your everyday life. Um, It's okay to have friends and keep distance in the way, uh, in the areas that you don't agree with what they're doing or, um, or um, how they're choosing to what opinions they're having, how they're choosing to live their life. It's okay to keep that distance um, and still love that person and still have love for them and still care for them and still be friends with them. It's okay to have different viewpoints because at the end of the day, I feel like the general humanity like our general society, we all kind of want the same things, but we have different viewpoints on what we want and how we want them and how we think it's going to be able to be achieved. So I think just constantly having an open mind and to not close yourself off to one idea or or be so childish to be like, oh, I, I can't be friends with them because they believe that or they're, they're, they do that. I would say um, this does have um kind of a uh a frame on it where if it's personally affecting you you don't want that person in your life if their choices or their decisions are personally affecting you in your life and what you're doing and the choices that you're making of course you you want to set that boundary and you don't want those kinds of people in your life but if it's something that you love the person and you would like to have them in your life but there's certain things that you can't agree on and there's certain things that are different that's okay to have your differences and i think that people kind of take it to the extreme but it's okay to agree to disagree and it's okay to agree to not talk about certain things because you're not going to have the same viewpoints and that is completely fine you don't need to talk about everything with every single person number fifteen it is not your fault for what has happened to you, whether in your childhood or or, just trauma that you've experienced in your adulthood. It's not your fault that someone did something to you. And I think that it's really hard for us to understand that. And what does that even mean, right? Um, I had a friend um, that I, I don't really want to go into details. Uh, we'll just say that she did get raped. And um, and I was near her when it had happened and I had no idea about it. Um, and then I had someone tell me well, it's it's your fault. It's both of your faults that you were in that place at that time. But you know what? It's It's not our fault that someone did something to us. It is completely the responsibility of that person that they chose upon their free will to do that. And it is not your fault that somebody hurt you like that. And it's not okay for other people to tell you, well, well, yeah, then you shouldn't have been doing this. Or I recently listened to call her daddy podcast and, um, Madison beer was on it and her, um, her naked videos leaked when she was, um, like 13 to 15. And then she saw my, um, and she was a minor and got exploited all over the web. At that point, there was no protections on the web for stuff like that. And then she would see grown men getting off to her um, on the internet. They would be posting it with her in the background. Um, And that was super traumatizing for her. And she, she got all the hate. It was never the guys being like, why are you... Um, why are you getting off to a 13-year-old? It was never about them. All the hate was trajected towards her, and why would you do that? And the thing is, she didn't post any of those things. She sent it to one boy. He showed his friends, and his friends had posted it. So it wasn't him posting it directly. He was trying to be cool and like, oh my gosh, this hot girl sent me these things. Like, check it out. And then they posted it and blew it up. And it wasn't her fault that it got posted either. And yeah, everyone was like, well, why would you do that in the first place? She's young. She's a minor. She didn't know any better. Like, it's not her fault that she thought she was doing something with a different intention and it got blown up everywhere. It's not her fault that it was posted everywhere, even though she received all the hate and all the hate. And it's not her fault either that that grown men were getting after her it's not her fault and same with people being like oh um oh it's because she has daddy issues like that's that's her that's her problem. Like, that's why she got exploited like that. And that's also not her fault. And that's not anyone's place to say. So I think um, that's kind of something that they do talk about on the episode. So I definitely recommend listening to it. But um, it's so true. And I think a lot of things that have happened to me, um, I just blame myself for like, like, oh, maybe if I If I wasn't there or if I could find a way to get out of it or if I maybe spoke up, then it wouldn't have happened. But you know what? It's not my fault because I didn't ask for it. I wasn't initiating anything. So for something to happen to me like that as a child, um, it's not my fault. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with is it's not your fault what happens to you when something is not in your control. 16. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Life is way too short to be doing things that make you unhappy. If you feel hesitant about saying yes to something, if you feel hesitant about doing something, you are already going down the wrong path. You want to do things that, uplift you, that fill you with light. If you're, if you don't know whether to say yes or no, then it's probably just a no. It's probably just life's too short. I'm going to do things that fulfill me. Okay. Number 17, the discomfort you have when seeing someone else do something that you would never do has nothing to do with what they're actually doing. It has everything to do with you and how comfortable you are with yourself and um, <clears throat> triggers that you have within you. Now, this could be something like you see someone dancing at a grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cringe. Like I could never, I could never do that. It's, it's because something in you is almost um, pulling a trigger, in regards to that being so cringy so i think it's just something that we can learn from ourselves and i think it's all about how comfortable and confident we are with ourselves because in reality we should be able to do whatever we want and we shouldn't be like oh i feel so cringe about myself because people with true self-confidence are like oh i don't care i'm gonna do this random thing and like it doesn't matter because Nobody else is me like nobody else is in my body. It doesn't matter what they think. I don't care. Um, so I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to do this thing. Whereas some people are like, oh, my gosh, that's so cringy. Or like, oh, my gosh, that's so weird. And um, not even not even getting into <laughs> just like the downright cringe things that like people do but you know what i'm saying like when something makes you uncomfortable when something like gives you that feeling it's not actually what they're doing it's it's a lesson to learn about yourself because at the end of the day we're all mirrors and we're just reflecting each other and that's just what it is number let's see 18 is you cannot Count on all of your friends to do or have the same level of friendship that you have for them inside of your head. You can't you can't set expectations of your friends and say, Oh, they have to be a ride or die for me. <clears throat> If they're not a ride or die, then they're not in my life. And that's something that I had to kind of learn the hard way is because I attach myself easily to people. And I love so deeply, deeply. And so when I would have a friend, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, they're my ride or die. We have to do everything together now, like new bestie. (laughs) But in reality, that's so just not true. And that's setting unrealistic expectations of your friends on them that you're placing the expectation on them for them to be there for you like that when you know damn well that you can't be there for everyone all the time you personally can't so why would you expect someone else to do that for you you know um i think it's okay to have different categories of friends like you know what i go to this person when i need to go to the grocery store i go to this person when I am making not a great decision and I need them to back me up on it. I'm going to this person when I want to go out for a night of fun. I'm going to this person when I want a breakfast um, date. You know, it, you can split up your friends and not every single one of them are going to be down for everything and not every single one of them are going to... Be there for you like that So you have to um, Hold your own And Hold yourself um, Accountable for Doing that to other people You need to be there for yourself You need to be your number one supporter And then you can have friends For different activities And different things And then you don't have to get mad At your friends for not being there for you When you know like that's not their thing or that's not something that either necessarily willing to do, and that's not their idea of fun. So um, that's going to protect you from getting your feelings hurt if you already know not to set those expectations with other people. Nineteen is your level of vulnerability is directly correlated with your level of personal strength. because let me explain this one. Um, When you're crying and when you're opening up to someone, a lot of people can take that as, oh, you're so weak. You're so weak. You're crying. You're so weak. Why would you open up about that? It takes strength to say personal struggles out loud to say personal struggles to other people It takes strength to cry in front of somebody because not everyone does that and it can be really hard and it can be really embarrassing and difficult to do that and sometimes You're going to do it and sometimes you need to do that and you need to be seen and you need to be heard and that is 100 percent okay and you are so strong for doing that never show that as a sign of weakness never never say oh i'm just weak it's a weak moment you caught me in a weak moment no no someone caught you in your strongest moment of allowing yourself to feel that because it's so painful to allow yourself to feel pain. It's so painful to let other people know that you're in pain. It's scary. It's vulnerable. And vulnerability is so powerful, so absolutely powerful because you are letting yourself be seen in a different light and you have to be okay with that. And you are letting yourself accept those emotions. And that's so beautiful and so powerful. So just because you're vulnerable is not showing any sign of weakness. It's actually showing a sign of inner strength that you were able to do that and you were able to process and you were able to show someone that side of you. And number 20 is to follow your gut your gut will never lead you astray your your gut feeling is the one that you should follow and everything that you hear after that point is just self-doubt it's just oh like i can't figure out the logistics of this oh i can't um I could, I can't do this because it's not realistic, it's not stable, um, normal people don't do this. It's not a straight, linear path that I can follow, so it's clearly wrong. Um, how am I ever going to make that happen? No, if you have a dream and you have a gut feeling that you want to do something, just do it. I'm not even kidding you. Just do it logistics will come if it's meant to happen which it is because you're feeling it and you feel it in your gut you feel it in your bones you feel it running through your veins you know it's going to be right for you and anything right for you is going to fall into place without you having to force it so if you're like oh i really want to start that business but then there's this logistic and this logistic and this logistic no If you have a dream and you have a passion, follow it and all the logistics will fall into place. You'll learn as you go. And that's how things go. If you want to take a crazy trip and you want to book a one way and you want to quit your job, (laughs) then do it. Because I'm not even kidding you, logistics will happen. They will follow, but you have to take the first step of action for anything else to happen. You don't, you don't. Sit there and try to make things fall into place and then be like, Now that everything's in place, now I'm going to take the action. No, that's not how it goes. You take the action first and then things follow. When you go to buy a house, you get approved first and then the house follows. You don't look for houses and say, oh, I want that one. Now let me go get approved. No, because your house is going to be bought by the time that you get to it. Your dream is going to be sold by the time you take action. So take action now and logistics will follow. All right. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. And um, this episode is coming out a little bit later. It normally does on Monday um, just because Um, Like I said, I've been going through a lot lately and I just I want to be real about that. Um, I don't know how in depth I want to get with that. And also, I do want to do some deep diving with you guys on personal topics in my life. But um, I think it's going to be a slow progress um, and a, a slow progression on how much I share and how I do that and how I go about that. Um, just kind of navigating that world, especially with the people listening now. So, um, guys, we're we're about at 400 listeners. How crazy is that? And it doesn't even count. It doesn't even count if you replay replay uh, different episodes multiple times. It's actually counted per user and per um, device that. It's being played on, um, which is so crazy. So thank you guys so much. If you will follow, share, like, download, comment, rate the podcast, um, that just helps get more people to view it and um, get that exposure out to people. So I'd really appreciate that. You can find me on at PutMeOnSpeakerPod.com. On Instagram Um, and then if you're listening to this you're either listening on Spotify or uh, Apple podcasts Um, I'm working on getting some different platforms out there for you just in case um, other users listen on on different devices I want it to be accessible to more people so looking into that Um, and if you guys have any questions for me, um, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm all ears and I'll gladly talk through anything. If you have any questions, um, I'm definitely here for you guys. So thank you for listening and have a good week.